0: Here are your hosts, Chase Palm And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on
1: TV. Welcome in. Monday edition, Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Palm, and Neil McCready. Podcast brought to you every day by the Oxford Exxon. Presented by Twisted T as well. It's Alabama week. Ole Miss and Alabama 2.30. CBS on Saturday. Final year of uh, SEC on CBS. Ole Miss's first appearance this season with the Crimson Tide. Lane Kiffin talked a little bit last night, he's talking a little bit more today. We'll go over some of that. We'll look at lines for the week and much more here on the uh, the podcast. If you're coming to town this weekend, if you're uh, headed to Tuscaloosa, no matter what you're doing, let them take care of you. Maybe you need some fuel. Maybe you need some uh, alcoholic beverages for your man cave this weekend. They got the beer cave going at the Oxford Exxon. You can still get tailgating stuff. You can still get catering all the time. You can do it. Lay it out and spread in your house, in your kitchen. Let them take care of you. Pounds of pork. Slabs of ribs, side items, vegetables, and much more there with the uh, Oxford Exxon. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio.
2: We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is that number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. Let's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662 662- 257 1900 guests will join this week on the Campbell Clinic hotline. The Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street. From the cottages at Hooper Hollow, the Campbell Clinic provides full service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To book an appointment, go to Campbell Clinic Oxford com or call 901-759-3111 walk-ins always welcome at the campbell clinic monday through friday seven thirty a.m to uh, 4
1: p.m so we've talked about all the uh, pop quizzes out of the way exam week has been uh mentioned we talked about again on saturday night again ole miss and alabama Saturday, Tuscaloosa, the place where uh, the Rebels have uh, definitely struggled over the years. Wins in 1988 and 2015. It's the last time they have won in Tuscaloosa. This Alabama team struggled with South Florida throughout the game on uh, on Saturday. Ended up winning 17-3. to They didn't score in the first quarter. A team that, frankly, was had been bad in this previous game as well. So we'll dive into Alabama a good bit. We'll dive into uh Obviously Ole Miss a good bit as well. Um, we were a little confused by the format, so I'm sure you guys probably a little confused too from a media standpoint for the week. Uh, Lane Kiffin had a teleconference yesterday with local media at 5.30. It was um, supposed to be about Georgia Tech and looking back. He had mentioned last Monday prior to that weekly uh, media out, out outing that um, – he did not like talking about the previous game on Monday, so he wanted to do that on Sunday moving forward. But then we have no, we have the same press conference as always today. Looking ahead to Alabama, even though two of the questions yesterday were about Alabama, so just to clear that up for uh, everyone there. So I'll um, go
2: on record and tell you that I think that first question about Alabama's defense and who's calling it was planted.
1: Well, it it, it yeah, there's a couple different ways because at first I was caught off guard for two different reasons, and then. The more I thought about it and the more that it got mentioned on the message board, and I sort of went, huh. And I went, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that that makes sense. Because I the, immediately
2: sent you a text. What are we doing tomorrow? What, yeah. Why are we doing Because that
1: this? went to Bama immediately. It was the very first question. For everybody set up here, again, this was the very first question it I asked. It wasn't subtle. And it was asking about Kevin Steele, the Alabama defensive coordinator, um, and what he's been like at other stops. And Kevin's answer, which got everyone's attention, including the Alabama media last night, made their jobs more busier, more busy uh, yesterday, was that he believes that Traverse Robinson is calling the plays in the defense for Alabama at this point, that there has been a change there. Um, Robinson's been at multiple places. He uh, last coached against Ole Miss at South Carolina as as a play caller, and Kiffin intimated that they had followed up with some of that Gamecock film for what to potentially expect on Saturday. And then after that, it kind of got into a normal thing. But, yeah, it was the very first question off the top, and it was like, huh, and then sort of sort of moved on. My question would be, and I mean, otherwise I'd be really, really bad at what I do, why? Why is that something Lane needed to say out loud yesterday?
2: Uh, just to get that conversation going over there. Make that something that Saban has to answer. Something that gets discussed inside their building. Just, Just one little mind game? It was mind games. I was suspicious because it happened right off the bat. We were told, hey, look, this is to get the Georgia Tech stuff out of the way so that tomorrow's about.
1: Yeah, basically kind of put a put a put an embargo on Alabama. No, not, then, not today.
2: And then the question is asked by someone who's never at the press conferences. About Alabama in a detailed sort of way, that I was like, okay, that's my antenna went up. It is doubtful that on a day when all of the discussion about Alabama was centered around two things—quarterback and is Nick Saban retiring—that we get a nuanced defense question. No, sorry, everyone and a hundred people can walk up to me today and go, "You're wrong." I'm, I'm going to still believe I'm right, and I'm not typically that guy. I'm, I'm is absolutely planted games it's fine it's whatever it was just interesting to me it wasn't done subtly i would have said hey do it on the fourth question Let let somebody else ask about linebacker play or whatever because you knew those questions were going, how come perkins isn't playing more yeah um which he did just he played 35 snaps. wasn't bad it was up yeah he played they're having to get him off the field on some third downs because he doesn't know the package
1: mm-hmm
2: he got away, like for example, he got away with a a hold on a the fake punt.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, that yeah, was, yeah, that yeah, was he he held. Yeah, that's true.
2: You know, so whatever. But it's it's mind games. I do think the precedent for for Kiffin is a good one, because look, no matter what happens Saturday, this time next week. He's got. He and everybody else around that building have got to turn the page to LSU.
1: See, to me, that's the story of the week: is Lane's management of this game and how he personally handles this game because it's something he's not done well in the past. It's been the 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 game of all games. It's been the one he wants the most. It's been the one one that he puts the most media environment play into throughout the season for sure. Already kind of started that yesterday. We'll detail some of it. I mm-hmm. mean, he. He, hand, he has handled it in the past in a way that when they lose, it's deflating in some way. And it's, oh, wow, that was, our, that was the thing, and you didn't get it, and then...
2: And not that the mood of the fan base matters, and I'll never be the guy that pretends to speak for a fan base because, hell, I don't know, but just judging the board and Twitter, there's a real optimism about this game this year.
1: Well, it's relative because Alabama looks mortal. I sure, mean, sure.
2: But, I mean, there's more optimism than there was in 2021 when they went over there, the popcorn game. Yeah, sure. I mean, there was optimism. But that
1: what, was optimism based off Kiffin playing them so well in Oxford the year before because yeah, yeah, it yeah. was a four-quarter game, and they had match punch for punch. And,
2: but anybody with the brain that day was like, look, Alabama's a lot more talented than Ole Miss, guys. I mean, I don't know what, you know, get your yeah. popcorn ready. Yeah, was, maybe I, the day happens. but that's It's kind of like, oh, it was you know, it was, Corral was playing well and blah, blah, blah. And then last year, I mean, there was there was optimism. But you knew Alabama was really good. They were mortal, but they had Bryce Young at quarterback. Which was the difference. Yeah, absolutely. That decided the game. And it's not like Ole Miss was playing awesome. They'd just gotten thumped at LSU, and they'd survived College Station.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So there was optimism, but it wasn't like this. What I'm saying now is I sense, and I could be wrong, but among the fans, and again, the fan base mentality will have no bearing at all on the team's ability to recover. One way or the other. But I sense this real optimism that if you don't win, it's going to be harder to get back up. And look, the team that comes in a, a week from Saturday is legit. They're, I'm,
1: I'm telling you guys, they are legit. Neil's all good. back in after the blowout in Starkville. I never, he, really, I never really got out.
2: They lost to Florida State on a neutral field where they gave a bunch of points away in the first half. I mean – not to go back down this road again, but I think every team in the SEC would have lost. Maybe with the possible exception of Georgia, would have lost to Florida State on a neutral site that night, especially playing a a, a fourth first quarter where you give points away.
1: Yeah, I, I said it on Saturday night, and we'll, again, when we get the lines, we'll get into it. I, I give LSU a lot of credit for just manhandling that game to not even let it sort of be a game. You know what I mean? You they, they were boa contest. constrictor from the very beginning. They yeah. went, nope, not today. We're not doing this. Get into the third quarter kind of deal. Now, again, State's offense is abysmal.
2: It is, but their but, defense is not supposed to be abysmal, and yeah, LSU just absolutely surgically. They couldn't stop neighbors. And No, right. and they ran the ball effectively, too. They looked better up front. They, they played well. Dan, Daniels is good. He takes too many hits. But he's really good.
1: So, yeah, I mean, all that said, I get off topic of Ole Miss Alabama at the moment, is, no, there's there, there's optimism. I think it has to do, again, I, I think it's almost all Alabama-based because they're having major quarterback issues. They don't know who's going to play quarterback. Ole Miss has the better quarterback going into the game, no matter who that's going to be. Um Physically, they just didn't even dominate against South Florida on Saturday. They just don't look right at the line of scrimmage. Do you Um, buy
2: Josh Pate's theory? I watched it this morning. I did too.
1: Josh Pate says that he believes, not as a collective, not as in there was some meeting and whatever, but that there were some individual lack of effort or borderline mutiny because of the quarterback situation in Tuscaloosa. That your locker room dictates QB1. Which is a version of what we always said with Dart. is, hey, he's got the team, so what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, if you
2: played the other guy, once Dart made a couple mistakes, I, I think there'd be some problems. There's probably, I'm guessing, a feeling inside that building that this is M- Milro earned this job. He's waited his turn. He sat behind Bryce Young. Nobody questioned whether Bryce should be the starter. But he's here. He didn't get in the portal. He didn't bolt. He stayed. And that it's his gig. Their effort their effort looked odd Saturday. they, Unlike the Texas game where it was like, yeah, they lost. But it was a fourth quarter game where Texas dominated the fourth quarter. I mean, shit happens. Pardon my language. That was weird Saturday. There was something odd about it. Now, when your quarterback play is, is awful, and theirs was, Buckner was terrible. When your quarterback play is bad, it's kind of like when your t- baseball team can't hit can't hit a pitcher. Everybody goes, man, they're flat today. No, they just missing. They're just not hitting. The two quarterbacks, 10 of 23 for 107. Yeah, I mean, they, their quarterback play was, was, with the exception of kind of one semi-drive that Simpson led, their quarterback play was bad all day. Milrow didn't play.
1: There's rumors that he was
2: suspended. I don't know that to be the case. That is a
1: dominant rumor around college media today.
2: Um, I suspect Nick Saban will get asked about that today at noon. I don't know what his answer will or will not be, but that—that that, I'm sure it will be some, some version of some know. version of coach speak about internal matters and best opportunities and blah blah blah. Um, my guess is that Milrow will play Saturday. This is my, my guess is that their effort level will be considerably higher Saturday than it was against USF. If it's not, they're going to lose, and and then we can start revisiting this. It's over, isn't it?
1: Yeah, because you, you if you look at it from the Alabama's perspective, they were coming off that loss to Texas with a really weird nine power five road trip thing that. No one in any right mind whatsoever believed that was a possible loss for Alabama last week. Right. And then sometimes – And after
2: like, watching it, there was no, they were never going to lose that game. But USF at the same time, sometimes
1: score. it's hard to get going once you're not going. And right. you go, oh, hell. And then South Florida is playing at least to whatever level they can, like their hair's on fire, and it's like
2: oh, – And then there's I'm a sure. rain delay or a lightning delay or whatever, and the game gets weird, and it got weird. Yeah. Now, now, USF couldn't move the football. Correct. And that's the – We'll get it. I mean, we got lots of time. We got him. Yeah. But but there was something weird about it. I mean, I think this is a big moment for both teams, obviously. It's a big moment for both programs. This is a big moment for Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. It's huge. It's a big moment. Because yeah, you, you, you beat you you went to two and one. You beat Georgia Tech. Okay. You hadn't beaten Alabama. Still it's, it's the one he hasn't beaten. He's beaten everybody else, Everybody else. m LSU, Arkansas, Auburn, Mississippi mm-hmm. State. He's beaten everybody else. But he, he hasn't beaten Alabama. And sometimes the Alabama game has led to multiple losses. And this is there is no Bryce Young. I mean, he justifiably picked on my question Saturday night, but there is no Bryce Young. He's not there. You, if you lose to Jalen Milrow, I mean, you hired their defensive coordinator. Bryce Young's playing for the Panthers now. He'll play tonight. You don't. It's Jalen Milrow. If you lose to Jalen Milrow. There's no Amari Cooper, Jerry Judy. I mean, the reality, Smith. The reality is, and this is this is co- the cold reality of it. From an Ole Miss perspective, is if you get back in the bus on Saturday afternoon, 0 1 in the league, you're not going to Atlanta. You're not winning the West. You can convince yourself that you're still in it. It's fine. You're not. Because if, if you lose to Jalen Milrow, your odds of beating LSU, Georgia, and Texas AM are really slim. I mean, they're non existent. I'll take that bet. You ever want to make that bet? I'll make that bet. You know, you give me those three, you know, see what I'm saying? So this is a big moment. And then for Alabama, it's a huge moment because everybody's kind of ready to start putting the shovel into the ground. But Alabama hadn't done anything yet to completely put the shovel in the ground. They lost to Texas. It's conceivable. Texas is really good. It's also conceivable that for whatever reason, that's a bad matchup for Alabama because Texas almost beat them last year. You lose to Ole Miss. The same holds. If they lose to this Ole Miss defense
1: and an Ole Miss offense, that's not 100.
2: percent Right, but if they lose yeah. to this defense, because they're going to play better defenses, mm-hmm. I mean Ole Miss would would tell you that. Yeah, sure. This Pete Golding doesn't have his dudes yet. If they lose to this defense, they're not the odds of them beating LSU and Texas A and M and Auburn and Tennessee. Tennessee, is uh, just yeah, yeah. they not very good. Not good. The loser of this game's just not getting to Atlanta. The winner's got a hell of a shot, because both of these teams get LSU at home.
1: Yeah, chance to wake up on Sunday and go, "Hey, it's right here, guys! LSU in town next week." I get you got games after that and all that stuff, but sure. Can ascend the throne to at least have to be knocked off at that point.
2: Bagman in the in the thread says, "Is winning the West the only goal?" I'll take ten and two. Sure, I get it. But look, if you ask Lane Kiffin, what's the goal? His goal is to win the West. His
1: goal is to yeah. get to Atlanta. No one, Ole Miss hadn't done it yet. No, I mean from year one. Hey, no, 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 don't, don't cheer. I appreciate it, but no, that's not our goal. Play close is not the goal. Yeah,
2: I mean, win that was, the game. That was. Kind of the weird part about the end of last season when there started being this rationalization. It was like, wait a minute, you endeared yourself in 2020 when you played Alabama's socks off and made a loaded team full of NFL stars beat you in the fourth quarter. And yeah. you got a standing ovation coming off the field. And you're like, that's not what we're here for.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Well, you're here to win. Well, here it is. Yeah. Go it's, win. A, it's, it's a big, big moment. It's a, I mean, it, it's, I've said this for weeks now that date saturday september 23rd that was that was the date circle it put a asterisk by it put a star by it whatever you want to do highlight it it's the it's a big moment and the fact that bama has looked like mike shula bama like dennis franchoni bama for the first time in a long time <laughs> the fact that they don't look
1: like world beaters Makes it even bigger, I think. You know, while we compliment, I'm going to, well, I'll come back. I got a couple other open Miss Alabama thoughts. Again, we have all week and plenty of time. I, I did laugh at the Josh Pate part in the middle of what he said today. He said that in year one under Saban, even when they lost to ULM, nobody really cared that much, Neil. It wasn't Shit. a big deal. It, it, it was fine. They Josh. were looking to the future and Mark Barron's recruiting class, and it, it was cool in Tuscaloosa that that day. No I mean, them I, lo- I love you, Josh. I do. <laughs> All I'm good. I'm a big fan of your work. I mean,
2: I think you're fantastic. I'm proud. I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. I think your story is amazing. Yeah, yeah, but not so fast. <laughs> Josh. Just some
1: one-possession losses. They were happy about them. Look into the future. Josh, call me sometime. Yeah. We'll, we'll take a trip down memory lane. Yeah. so I'll tell you about somebody whose career got upended by that happiness. Yeah. Tons of Old Miss Alabama coming up. First, you're ready to elevate your college football game day experience. Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. It's unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made of a real brewed tea and plaques of flavorful punch. alcohol, no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance, a taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual, Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team, whether you're tailgating, you're at the stadium, parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home. Twisted Tea is there to elevate your experiences. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So toast those unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted.
2: Do you hate losing games? Do you hate losing players? Do you hate paying for your insurance? If you said yes to those questions, Davey Ferris can help. He's partnered with the Grove Collective. He'll be donating 20% of all commissions and 10% of all renewals on both personal and commercial insurance policies. He can service customers in all 50 states. He's dedicated to making sure Ole Miss Athletics succeeds in this era of college sports. So contact Davey at 214-715-7247. Or by email, Ferris. that's D-F-A-R-R-I-S, at hillcoinsurance.com. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? Are you already retri- retired? Having trouble reading today. Should you consider Roth conversions? These are some of the questions that can only be answered with a personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Segoe with Segoe Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his office in Collierville or you prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what he can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. Again, rebelsretire.com. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, If you walked outside this morning, you've already been out, you know there's a little chill in the air, but it's getting cooler. The colder weather is coming. You want to make sure that heating system is working. you got plenty of time. But you do want to make sure it's ready. So get in touch with the people at Comer and Southern. They'll check it out for you. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. Astock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1.00. That's right, every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid, that's A-S-T-O-C-K.B-I-D. Download their app, name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville, as well as Memphis, Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. The College Corner is in Oxford now. If you're coming in um, next weekend for the LSU game, if you're heading out On your way to uh, Tuscaloosa this weekend, stop at the College Corner, two locations in the Jackson area, one in uh, Oxford, at the Oxford Commons, just off of Sisk Avenue, more than 4,000 square feet of uh, their best Rebel gear. Plenty of parking available. Their staff will have you in and out and ready for the Grove in no time. So it's uh, collegecornerstore.com, again, collegecornerstore.com. And we're brought to you by Game Changer Patches, the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The promo code Rebel Grove 20 right now will get you 30% off your purchase, 30% off at GameChangerPatch, GameChangerPatch.com.
1: Podcast is brought to you by Johnson Hill Creamery, JostinHillCreamery.com. Ole back at home for LSU next week. You know it's going to be a crazy environment. You know it's going to be packed. Go ahead and get your tailgating done ahead of time. They've got great packages feeding 10, 20, or 40. Depending on what you need, all you gotta do is go order on the website. You can pick it up right there at Chicory Market in Oxford. Specify the game and you're ordering for, and you, whether you want to pick up on Friday or Saturday, and they will take care of you. Again, they've got great charcuterie trays, artisanal cheese trays where they make the cheese locally and in-house every day. Sandwich trays, fruit trays with the uh, cheesecake dip, crudité, cookies, brownies, tons of options there with Johnson Hill Creamery. Again, order online; don't have to talk to anybody. Pick your day, when you want to pick it up, and what you want. That's JohnsonHillCreamery.com. Podcast also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer medicine. few prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery. And you have everything you need when you need it with G&M. They also transfer your medications with one phone call. That's 662-236-2222. You know, I mean, look, it's, it's the deal where... All that's going on with Alabama, and then Ole Miss has survived. And I think overall it's a positive. I mentioned this. I think I was talking to Brian. I'm, I'm kind of running together because it was a late night where I was talking to you or Jeffrey or Brian at the time when different topics came up. But you know, Ole Miss has been in one possession games in the fourth quarter two weeks in a row. They were in a they were behind, and then in a one possession game against Tulane before they put it away with the long field goal and then Jared Ivey scoop and score. And then it was a seven-point game against Georgia Tech with 10 minutes to go. Now, Ole Miss poured it on, and they scored 38 second-half points, and they were clearly better than Georgia Tech. Mm -hmm. Um, However, in uh, in saying that, they they were where they were, and they kind of fought through it. Jackson Dart had mentioned after Tulane that he thought they would have lost that game last season and then on saturday they had a similar thing where if you have one bad possession or you lay down a little bit you're in a tie game and suddenly you're fighting with five minutes left and who knows what could happen at that point against a take team it would definitely be resurgent on you at that at that moment and i think that's where saturday is fascinating to me is that almost is still so banged up offensively they're gonna have to score points to win the game on saturday um you're not gonna win this game 10 to 7 and again they have the best player on the field in Jackson Dart. He's, he's the best quarterback in the game. He is who has willed Ole Miss to these wins the last two weeks for sure. And I think that's – an if Ole Miss wins this game, I think it's going to look like a hyped-up version of what happened Saturday. I think he's got to run for a lot of yards. I think he – you know, you're going to have to have another step up with a, with a Watkins with somebody really taking off and having one of those kind of days receiving. I, I, I think that for – not that they can't. And I don't even know what I'm picking because this line keeps getting down and down and down as the week goes on, it looks like. But I think Jackson Dart, because the Alabama is still on the jersey, he's got to have one of those days that kind of cements him in, in, in a lower kind of thing on Saturday. I think that's what this game looks like. Is I, I will be a little shocked if Ole Miss just straight handoff, gets a ton of traction, and runs the ball down Alabama's throat all day. So I think when you look at the, the stats, look at the way it has to happen, I think it's Jackson Dart's game.
2: I tend to agree.
1: Judkins doesn't look right right now. No? No, whether that's the opposite. Again, no blame. I don't know. I right. don't know enough. I mean, to his credit, Seth Wickersham was talking about this yesterday. I started to highlight it um, and, and, and bring it over. It was the NFL version of the conversation, but he said, unless you know, and not just know, but know from the coaches what the plan for the play was supposed to be, it's almost impossible to know exactly why it worked or yes. didn't work. So I don't know the reasoning. What I do know is on Saturday, Dart and Bentley were both more effective than Judkins running the football. And that when banged up, he had 13 carries for 37 yards, if I have it correctly, off the top of my head. And it just didn't – it did not look right. right. So I think you're talking about Jackson Dart running the football again, using his legs and design runs. And then I think there's Bentley's going to get some carries, and he's got to not fumble. He was still holding it out from him a little bit on Saturday. He got away with it. But if I'm putting a couple pins and things to kind of watch for, it's run game turnovers for Ole Miss as well.
2: Uh, yeah, I think that's true. Um, look, I think they're going to get some guys back this week. pre I
1: think is going to play.
2: But here's the thing about those guys, <clears throat> and maybe I'm wrong, and if they if they prove me wrong, awesome. I mean, I'm not not this is no inside information. But I was having this conversation with an NFL guy pregame Saturday. When guys don't play for weeks at a time, they typically don't just come out blazing. There's typically some rust. And in both of these guys, uh, for Corn and Franklin, Franklin was dressed to my knowledge he did not play. Uh Priest Corn had a boot still on his foot. I mean I, I don't I mean are you getting 60 snaps each out of those guys? I mean are you getting how much productivity are you getting out of guys making their their Ole Miss debut? On the road at Alabama. I mean, I I have, I think you're, I think you're, if you're counting on them being impactful, I think you're really, really pushing it. I didn't even see Trey Harris on Saturday. I did not either. So, you know, I don't know what his status is, but if he's available, the odds of him being 100% are not strong. So yeah, at some point you keep thinking, well, you got to get it from Judkins, but I don't know whether it's the front. I don't know whether it's because people are loading up against him. But Whatever the case may be, this will be the best defense they've played so far. I think you're right. I think Jackson has to have a big game. And then I think defensively. Here's the thing. If you tell me that Ole Miss gives up 477 yards to Alabama, I'm putting an L down. I mean, I, I think they've got to –
1: It's the blown coverages. Bama's not suited to run the ball up and down your throat right. and do these big 17-play drives. Frankly, Georgia Tech probably was more suited than Alabama because Haynes King's not bad at quarterback. Um, But Ole Miss, He was not bad, by the It was good. He was, I don't know, he was solid. I mean, I, 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 with my very rudimentary eyes, saw what Lane complimented last night when he really complimented the coaching and schemes of Tech. Because yeah. they did a lot of movement and eye candy to get matchups that made a lot of sense for them. In that game Saturday night, so yeah, the the, the point is, Georgia Tech got back, got back in the game though because of two blown coverages. That's one they did; they threw a fifty-two yard pass down the middle of the field when he was wide open, and then the touchdown on fourth down. No one covered. I think maybe it was either uh, Tennyson or Trey Washington. So I apologize to whichever one it, or I sorry, Ashim Young or Trey Washington. So I apologize to whichever one it wasn't. But <laughs> they throw the ball in the end zone for the touchdown right yeah. there. That's what got Tech back in the game. Blown coverages where Bama gets a seventy eight yard score is going to screw you on Saturday. You have to make them work. Yeah, they can't have a
2: third quarter. Ole like Miss
1: that. is never going to not bend. It's not the way they're set up defensively. Right, right, right. So bend, make them kick, field goals, make them drive. Don't give up the blown coverage on Saturday. Yeah,
2: the easy scores. Yes. That third quarter for Ole Miss defensively was like, whoa, you can't do this in league play against the good teams. Not It was bad. It was, yeah, it was you, really bad. You have to play better than that. Their first half was pretty good. Georgia Tech saw something, obviously made a quick adjustment, did something. They said, I think we can create something here, and they did. And then to Ole Miss's credit, they kind of fixed it in the fourth quarter and and got stops when they needed them and and the game got blown open. But
1: yeah, it's And then it's said here, and it's completely right, is for Dart to be effective, that offensive line's gotta be better. No holding penalties. You gotta block. Yeah. Gotta give time to get to second read, third read. Because that's the thing too. When you don't have this one A option, and it's not just Trey Harris, and if he's open, you throw him the football. Okay, well I got to see what's going on with Dayton Wade and Jordan Watkins and Priest Corn if he plays or whomever. Those guys have got to be options in your passing game. And that only happens if you have enough time to throw the football. So are they going to have time? Are they gonna be able to protect? You know, Michael Michael Pettis had two holding penalties on Saturday. Just things that and that, some they of can't. his some
2: of his holding stuff is just he's not getting his pad level right. Number one. I don't even know what the hell I'm looking at and I can see that. Yeah. And then sometimes it's it's this this desire to manhandle somebody almost for the film of it. And it wasn't necessary. But look, when you when you're grabbing a defensive player and basically th- tossing him to the ground with your hands, they're going to call it. It's right there in front of you. I mean, on both of his holds, I was looking right at it. Lane got upset at the official on the second one, but I think it was more Lane was really upset at Pettis because it was just dumb. And you can't do that. You can do it against Georgia Tech. You can do it against Tulane. You can't do it against Alabama in all likelihood because it's probably going to be a one-score game into the fourth quarter. probably is. If... The only thing that could surprise me is if somebody came up and said, you know what, this thing at the end of three quarters is a two-and-a-half score game. I'd be like, man, really? Wow. But if you tell me Ole Miss is up four or Bama's up four, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of what I expected. Not even a little
1: surprised. No, it kind of feels like that's where this thing is headed. You know, In the same way that 14 felt that way. Ole Miss was playing really well defensively. It was a really good Bama team, but still trying to figure out the quarterback thing a little bit. And you went, hey – why don't we just hand one of these teams the ball down four with about eight minutes to go, and we'll see where this thing ends up. It's sort of what this feels like right now is you kick it and you you, you go from there. Um, one of the last few times, Bama just didn't really have a dominant quarterback. Um, you know, They had talked about that on the broadcast Saturday, but I mean, the last time that you know it was Coker in 15, Blake Simmons in 14 was the last time yeah. that it, they were reaching and trying no, to figure they, it out.
2: They've had NFL guys since then, Hurts and – Veloa and Mac Jones and Bryce Young. That's been their run of quarterbacks. Dudes that are starting in the National Football League right now. So you can think they're good. You can think they're whatever. They're, they're playing in the league. I mean, I don't think they got anybody in the, on the team right now that's going to play in the league. So it's, yeah, that's what you want. You, I think you want to lead in the fourth quarter and hand them the ball and go see if you can do it. And I think they'll try to do it with a running quarterback. I think that's what they're going to try to do. They're going to look at the film that Georgia Tech did, and they're going to try to take some of that stuff. And...
1: Yeah, Dart's statistics are not in the Heisman conversation. He's frankly played much better than his stats are showing because he's having to do so much in this offense. He's, he's the guy when you look at it and go, God, he's playing really damn well right now. I mean, no matter what we kind of say, it's not justified on just how good Jackson has been the last couple weeks because – any less of a quarterback and they are not in the situation they're in, they might have some losses. I mean, it, oh, it, it took yeah. it one tick worse than Tulane got could, could have would have gotten you. I thought he ago. was
2: I thought he was fantastic Saturday.
1: He was. He's making really good decisions. He's spreading the ball with not a lot of great options to spread the ball to. He's getting some help. I thought Watkins played incredibly well on Saturday night. Kind of had at his ceiling of a skill set, and yeah. I don't mean that in a negative way.
2: No, I mean that touchdown happened right in front of me. I just got down to the field. That was that was a hell of a play.
1: Yeah, as Grind says, their previous two starters were on Monday on Sunday Night Football last night. Yeah, and Monday night tonight. No, they've had a hell of a they've had a hell of a. Their last three run. starting quarterbacks played last night and tonight.
2: It, you know, and it's, it's Mac, Tua, and Bryce. It's the funny part of hey, the dynasty's dead. The dynasty's dead is. Is it possible, guys, that they just fell off at quarterback?
1: They don't have a quarterback. And that, that's it? Well, because if Georgia loses, it's because they suck on offense because of a quarterback. Yeah, it's because Carson Beck is pedestrian. Because they look bad.
2: Now, defensively, they, they're good. they played in a game where the other quarterback was better.
1: It's true. Yeah. 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 Spencer Rattler was a better quarterback. I thought he was really good Saturday. He was. The part that I watched. He was. They just don't have enough everywhere else and it. Eventually. If you look
2: around at the teams in the league that have lost games this year, SEC teams, they've lost to good quarterbacks. Not counting Vanderbilt. Everybody else, their non-league loss has been to a good quarterback. Drake May and the kid at Florida
1: State and I need to – 98 Rebel, is this the biggest three-week stretch for Ole Miss football in recent memory? It's a question for later in the week because I think about it because I would need to look at schedules to see what an exact three-week stretch was. The problem is you have to win the first one to make it a big three-week stretch. You've got to win enough to make that even a thing. So I mean, just having games where you go, well, if they run it, great, but you don't really remember things like that. And I wish I were better at this. I wish Because, like, once LSU last year even beats Ole Miss – Okay, well that changes. Well, okay, we just said the biggest three game stretch though is you're like seven and O, and you've got LSU, A and M, and Bama, and you go well, go run it, and yeah, you're ten and O, and bitch is over. You're in Atlanta. But
2: it turns out that you know once you lost LSU, you'd lost the West, right? Exactly. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, they ran the table. I'd have to go back, and I, I'm not. I was what I was saying a minute ago. I'm just not. I'm not good at remembering. I mean, off the top of my head, it's
1: fifteen when they lost to Arkansas because that was Arkansas, LSU, Mississippi State. Yeah. That would have been, yeah. You win the West and you're playoff fringy, and we've been debating the hell out of that Memphis loss. Yes.
2: All right. Welcome we would, to the Hugh we, freeze experiment. We would have had we would have had a 12 team playoff years ago. I'm convinced of that, but
1: we'll never know because it's a hypothetical. You think that would have been the yeah? The, the, of the, course, the ca- the cannon fodder for. I've it. always said that. How yeah. do you how do
2: you separate? You would have had 11 and two Ole Miss as an SEC champ, and 11 and one Alabama with one loss, but that loss would have been to Ole Miss. And so you go, okay, well, Ole Miss is in. And then somebody on the committee goes, they lost to Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's a good point. But they beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> and then every time you go, yeah, you know, what, you know what, guys, they're a conference champion, and they beat Alabama on the road. The guy in the back goes, but they lost to Memphis,
1: who's not anything. And they lost by a lot. Yeah. Because that's the one. Because we can go, okay, well, yeah, Florida, but they then they came back and beat Florida later. So whatever. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah they fine. were negated.
2: It would have come down to Alabama going, well, we only lost one time. And we didn't hey and we didn't start our quarterback that day. Oh. And and if you look at the game, it was weird. Like they threw that pass and it got tipped up in the air. And a lot of turnovers and We yeah, We yeah. beat them a second time. We would beat them a second time. You should put us both in. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then the guy for Ole Miss would have gone, but they're the conference champ. We've always said conference champs matter. They're the conference champ and they won at Alabama. And then the guy going, yeah, but they lost to Memphis. They got two losses. They lost to Memphis. And it would have, we would have, it would have led to a playoff because it, everybody would have had pretty legitimate arguments. I actually think Ole Miss would have gotten in. Alabama would not have gotten in and it would have led to the, the expanded playoff quickly. Because would, you would have had, again, really legitimate. Or you could have knocked, put them both in and knocked out one lost Ohio State. And they would have said, wait a minute. But as it was, because the Arkansas game went the way it did, we never had that debate. And you never had the three big games. Because the other part, and you know I've talked about this before, right? Look, if Ole Miss beats Alabama on Saturday, the LSU game gets even bigger. You're and because, the mountain. because Ole Miss lost to Arkansas, the LSU game wasn't as consequential and they played loose and, and won and then they went to Starkville and just beat the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. I mean, literally. Touche. Um, would they have played that same way had they beaten Arkansas? I don't know. I mean, if you know Hugh Freeze, you're like, eh, it probably would have gotten a little tighter. Now, would that have resulted in losses? Not necessarily, but it, the games would have been different. If Ole Miss goes to Startville that day with, hey, this thing is for the SEC West.
1: But a little tighter. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you, it would have been a little, <laughs> little tighter. I'm gonna get into lines in a second. Did and it got people threw it at us. Did Did you see Dennis Dodd's tweet yesterday? Did you read that? <sighs> I saw some of it. I just, Colorado now has the same brand recognition nationally as Alabama and Ohio State. No, they don't. And had Dion been hired one year earlier, it would have saved the Pac-12. What? Yeah. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Okay, look, it is a fun story. I'm not always against him. They beat Colorado State in overtime. Like, I don't know. I, just to calm down the hyperbole, I need Oregon to lay like 75 this weekend. It's not even against Dion. I just, I'm tired of the hyperbole. They're not a national title contender. No, no. I, I, they play Oregon and SC the next two weeks. If you beat them, then let's have the conversation. I'll, I'll say this. Deion Sanders can never
2: say that the national media doesn't love him.
1: And I think that's the frustration is like, my God, dude, Colorado state. They're not good kind of kind of work them schematically on Saturday night uh, I had a really good plan yeah I mean they're still running shallow crosses in their sleep yeah I mean whatever I'm sorry I, I just I got back and
2: I was wired and I still needed to do some work and I turned that on and I fully realized where I fall on the whole Colorado thing you' were pulling for Colorado
1: state yeah yeah I mean I just felt like hyperbole. that's my thing it's like Okay, they've done a hell of a job. Done one hell of a job. But no,
2: that would not have pre- prevented Oregon and Washington from bolting for, for the Big Ten.
1: Yes, two overtimes. I apologize. It took two overtimes to yes. knock off the mighty Rams. Yeah, I mean.
2: It's, the L's are coming, and we'll see how they handle the L's.
1: Storm the field after beating a team that you're favored to beat by 23 points. And that's fans. That's fine. Fan, fans do it. Fans. I'm, not, I'm not blaming
2: Dion for the I'm fans. not
1: blaming it either. I'm just but saying. But can we all just calm down?
2: Well, the L's are coming. Maybe not. Maybe he runs it. If he does, then he'll be the national coach of the year, and he will have earned it. And no doubt. Because if they can –
1: My gut tells me Bo Nix is about to score a lot of
2: points on Saturday. They are not good at the line of scrimmage, no. and they are getting ready to play a few teams that are. Yeah. They still got to play Oregon. They, they got to get-
1: play Bo Nicks, Caleb Williams, and Michael Penix Jr.
2: And you got to play Oregon State down the road. and U- good. Utah down the road. Teams yeah. that are
1: pretty good at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So, Anyway, okay. That's, That's that for the day. Florida State, Clemson, uh, 11 o'clock on Saturday. You give the Tigers any shot in this one? No. Three-point line, uh, Florida State by two and a half now, actually. Sorry.
2: No, not really. You
1: not know, like so? I mean, my personal opinion, no. No, yeah, that's fine. No, no harm, no foul. Big 12 powerhouse game, Oklahoma at Cincinnati on Saturday. Now that the Bearcats are in the Big 12, we have the uh, – They just the,
2: lost to uh, Miami of Ohio.
1: They did. Since he did. Not a good way to come into the Big 12. No. It feels like – They got a lot of mileage off, to, off a few really good seasons. You know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes the program is not what a – era is that is a different deal and the big 12 bought the program not the era it's fine so they'll be, they'll be okay yeah. but let's not get carried away on what the bearcats are about to do in college football no 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 by any stretch of the imagination so uh alberta texas stadium the first c game we'll go to that but first let me tell you about prime shrimp prime shrimp.com seven different flavors available for you everything from new Orleans style barbecue the signature It's a very versatile option, garlic flavor, great for everything, great for lunches, great for uh, high-protein snacks, dinners, and with all the kids' activities, let them make that a little easier for you, and we can do that the same. They can deliver it right to your door, fewer than 10 minutes freezer to plate with prime shrimp, a great New Orleans-style shrimp there for you. Code RG, buy five pouches or more, five pouches or more with code RG, and you get 25% off. So pick your favorites, try some sampler packs. They also have the two-pound bags of individually frozen shrimp, lot like what's the grocery store. It's a higher quality shrimp with Prime Shrimp. So, again, that's code RG at primeshrimp.com. Pinnacle is based in Jackson, Mississippi. They've
2: got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, uh, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. At Pinnacle, investing is treated like a commodity And um, decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So it's MyPinWealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, Wealth.com. We're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Uh, Get in touch with John if you're planning a holiday trip. Maybe you're still planning a, a fall break trip, spring break, summer trip. You want it to be a special one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. So get in touch with John. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He's going to give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of our services, 901-494-3387 or uh, Edwards at regencytravel.net. If you're in the Oxford area and you're looking for a place for a uh, festive uh, party event, a Christmas party, it's that kind of thing, get in touch with the people at OPA or also Rafters Music and Food. OPA is the perfect place for uh, your uh, festive party event, your company dinner, fabulous food, great craft libations. They can accommodate up to 200 guests Uh, Get in touch with Jeannie for uh, both OPA and Rafters, 601-421-7147. We'll have picks up again on Thursday. They're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they can help you with opportunities across the board Multiple fields, IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, whatever the case may be, they can help you. It's always free for the candidate, so you've got nothing to lose. Give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their uh, website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. So schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself at CorinthDental.com.
1: The podcast also brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. Remember, single-game football tickets are available now for all home games. You can get those single-game tickets at OleMissTix.com. And then also the uh, the TadPad game tickets, they're still available. Going back to Tad Smith Coliseum to play Sam Houston this November. It's a Friday night, and there is no streaming, no TV. you got to be inside the building to catch the action, that includes VIP packages. Availability is going fast, so don't miss out on that. Again, Tadpad t- Tad tickets still available. That's Ticks.com. And then just a reminder, baseball season tickets starting in October. So not too far away from that. Um, fall ball getting going as well. So uh, October, a few weeks away from baseball season tickets. Again, all that at OleMissTicks.com. Auburn getting eight in College Station on Saturday. Mr. McCready, what do you think? I mean, my early thoughts is take the Aggies and lay them because
2: I just think they're really good on offense. And I don't think Auburn's very good on offense yet.
1: Auburn's pretty good defensively, but offensively, it's a slog. Yeah. Like I said, Cal was losing at 1.17 to nothing to – who was that on Saturday? Someone not good. Now, they ended up winning like 31-17, but it was a –
2: Big crowd there at Berkeley. I saw the photos. Yeah, big crowd.
1: Really, I mean, you know, locked in powerhouse. Wait till they start playing those big ACC games. That'll, that'll,
2: that'll. When Wake shows up, that'll, that'll change it.
1: <laughs> Idaho, sorry, Division One um, AA Idaho. The Vandals. Thirty-one um, seventeen was the final, but might as well play that at the Kippy Dome.
2: I mean, nothing like a Cal Idaho game on a crisp Saturday afternoon to get your
1: get your mind right. grind likes Auburn plus eight, so. Okay. I mean,
2: sign me up. Sign me up for the Auburn win over to Texas A&M. That, that, that would check a lot of boxes.
1: Well, you know the problem, we'll get to it in a minute. You, you know the problem for Tennessee on Saturday in Gainesville was that it was played in Gainesville. Oh. Had the game been played in Knoxville, Tennessee would have won. It was merely a location thing on why that that.
2: That line of scrimmage was really impacted by yeah. geography
1: it was yeah yeah yeah. no that's what i read i read that had the game been played in oxville tennessee would have won that really just just dumb luck on the scheduling is why why that worked out like that <laughs> there were some calls late just you know trying to get back in it and officials wouldn't so let them see
2: so it's venue and officials it was venue and officials yeah checking those boxes
1: what i read everything on the internet is true do the people there even like him is he is he is he not a, like is not he fan beloved? favorite no 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 he gets he annoys them too because when he turns he's an asshole like so he you gets know, emotional yeah then it turns into griping at people and okay yeah yeah yeah. you get all all sides there
2: so if this is a seven and five team playing in the music city bowl he's not going to be happy
1: i don't think so no okay. Does not appear to be the case. I, we saw what Colorado did to them. I think a sneaky upset is SMU outright against TCU on Saturday. Um, oh. They're in Fort Worth. Only a six point spread here. TCU minus six against SMU. What's that money line? Because uh, I'm, 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 I've nailed the last two money lines. I'm like, <laughs> that's the one thing I'm getting right is money lines. I do not uh, money line SMU is plus two hundred. Okay. So you get two to one on SMU on Saturday. I got a plus
2: two sixty something Saturday with FIU. Thank you to the Fighting
1: Mike McIntyre's. Love Did you they guys.
2: Uh, Connecticut.
1: Oh, when Connecticut down like a running back or something? They had a key injury. Hey, look, was. look. I'm just, I'm, I'm, look. I'm just saying. Are you winning? I don't think so. Okay. But Can, I'm not
2: like getting smoked. So I'm, I'm, I went two and three in the NFL.
1: Kentucky is a uh, two touchdown favorite in Nashville on Saturday. Kentucky doesn't run away from anyone and Devin Leary doesn't have a lot of help. Vanderbilt sucks. Yeah. So it's Vanderbilt sloppy. That's that's. They what, did have a furious comeback against, you know, UNLV that just fell short though. I mean, they, they, they fought hard to the whistle. Okay. Was it in Nashville or Vegas? It was in Vegas. Was it? Yeah. It so that's what happened. They went out the night before. Yeah. They'll yeah, be, yeah. they'll be at home this week. All good. Because home field matters a lot. It does. Yeah, And West End, especially. It's it's a big deal over there.
2: What's that line, 13? 14. 14.
1: Yeah, I'll probably lay the points. No, he's not in my head. I just enjoyed it on Saturday. I, I, I had forgotten about him until... I guess Florida got up nineteen to seven or something like that, and my Twitter goes, "Hey, you checked on your boy." I'm like, "Let's go check," and then we pull it up and we go to the back of the press box. There is no popcorn, but we made do, and we went through the timeline a little bit. That's all. Okay, it was an emotional hedge. I lost the game in Nils' picks, but I went. That's okay. I'm going to get one or the other. I'm yeah. going to get a game right. I mean, I'm a defending champion. Does it have to be really good this year? No, of course not. You're you're fat and happy. You're yeah. in the honeymoon period. Yeah, you can finish dead last. That's fine. Doesn't matter. <laughs> The ring is the ring.
2: Yeah. It's an intense competition each week. It is. But basically, uh, it's me going, get your picks in. Let's go. <laughs> I got to edit this thing. Let's go. Oh. Let's see. Twice last week, I had to send Lucre a text going, you picked the spread the spread was like four, and he has someone winning by four. I'm like, damn it. and it's a loss. What
1: what, what are we doing? I'm about
2: to just give you an I mean, no. I mean, (laughs) you put it down. Yeah,
1: no more corrections. It's what it is. BYU, fresh off that win against Arkansas, is a a nine-point underdog to Kansas this weekend. Ooh, interesting. Slovis is a good quarterback. He made some plays uh, in Fayetteville. No, he's good. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. he's
2: a good quarterback. That's... that's, uh, you kind of like them, the I Cougars. There? I don't hate the nine points. Yeah, nine on that. Yeah, he was good. I watched a good bit of that game. I had the Cubs on. I had that game on. He Slovis was really good. Did West Virginia
1: or Pitt win Saturday?
2: Hey Siri, who won the West Virginia game? West Virginia beat Pittsburgh by a score of seventeen to six. West Virginia seventeen to six. Neil
1: Brown. But bet that was a big win for him. It was a huge win for him. He's at home against Texas Tech this weekend, 5.00 underdog there in Morgantown. Oh. Circling some games. Texas
2: Tech's one of those weird teams, man. Home, you don't know what you got. Home field yet. does matter to them.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're much better at whatever that place is called. Something family stadium, isn't it, Texas Tech? Or? I don't, I've never been. That's a Texas thing. They always name after. after a family. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. UCLA, Utah this weekend. Oh, that's a good game. Two thirty, Pac twelve games at two thirty bother me though. You're supposed to be at night. Don't do this two thirty thing in the afternoon with me. Uh, five and a half. Utah minus five and a half in Salt Lake against uh, the Bruins. They'll probably cover that, but that's a good game. UCLA's talented. Eugene, Oregon for Colorado this week minus twenty and a half. The Ducks against the uh, the Buffs. I'm look. I'm Travis Hunter's not going to play. Yeah, I'm, I'm tempted to lay that. Just keeping up is going to be really complicated. I mean, it's it's a tall order. I mean, all jokes aside, that's really going to tall. be a tall order. Uh, Ole Miss and Alabama now at seven. Should have gotten this thing at 15 and a half on August the 1st. I still think seven's too big of a number. It feels big. Yeah, I think this is one score. I'll just just give me some points and we'll sort it out. Anything more than like nine points is going to surprise me on on a on an outcome yeah I think you're right anything double
2: digit one way or the other yeah
1: two scores where it's like surprise me I'll be
2: like oh wow I mean
1: barring some pick six or some crap late but yeah but I mean I think it's a close game Michigan State is completely in the tank right now Washington had 700 yards literally Mm -hmm. on Saturday Maryland only giving six to Michigan State on Saturday well Maryland's good that's what I'm saying yeah um only six well, that's, that's an interesting line that's there. That's interesting. Because if Michigan State has quit, that's a Maryland cover. It's in East Lansing, but whatever. I don't care. Washington's
2: legitimately good on offense, and so it's hard to go they quit. But, boy, they they looked like they were quitting.
1: Yeah, Penix and them are good.
2: Because that was one of my mccready Siski picks. I had the over on that. I was cheering for points. Washington did their part. Michigan State didn't. And they're they're bad on offense.
1: But yeah, look, they may have quit. I mean, they That's that's a weird place. Two programs that have been in the national spotlight at different points and been pretty good teams in, in different ways relative to their expectations. A pretty dud game on Saturday. Iowa State hosting Oklahoma State. Minus 3. The Cyclones giving the uh the Cowboys on Saturday. Yeah,
2: you're right. You know, two programs that not that long ago were legit are completely but off Matt the Campbell's rails. Matt Campbell stuck He's in trouble. Yeah. And Gundy's not far from trouble.
1: They're they got, re- I'm really happy for Kane and they suck. They got popped. Yeah. I mean, again, everybody knows
2: Kane's a friend. I'm happy yeah, for that's him. True. All that. It's, it's still a Sunbelt team. That just dominated you. Yeah, they didn't come in and upset you. They came in and whipped you. That just can't happen, right? Mm-hmm. You just can't. You just can't. That can't happen. You can get beat. You can have some fluky deal where you know they beat you by a field goal, and but where in the third quarter they're kind of turning their page to hey, okay, we have got some
1: belt next week. Let's get our guys off the field. Come on, yeah. Tennessee at back at home, so they'll win this week. They're in Knoxville. They're playing uh, UTSA. Jeff Trailer bringing his yeah. uh, his road runners into town this weekend. What's that line? Twenty and a half. Mm. Might take some points there. Just see what it looks like. Yeah. Just because UTSA is going to show up. For sure. So give me three touchdowns. Yeah, I think so. South Alabama is a 15 and a half point favorite at home against the Chippewas on Saturday. Central Michigan in town. They're in Mobile. Well, that be a humidity adjustment for those boys. <laughs> huh? <laughs> they might get a break. It's not as bad right now. Mm, it may be. It's still, Two weeks ago, it's still it's September. A, yeah, Georgia Tech. Uh, who I thought's a pretty like okay football team. Georgia Tech's not bad. Thought they were really well coached. I, I like them six and a half in Winston Salem on Saturday. I I may I think I do too. Wait, giving a touchdown to Georgia Tech on Saturday. They they had a really good scheme. This ways. isn't Sam Hartman over there. Like no.
2: it's. I, I agree with that.
1: Yeah, just off the top of my head, that's the kind of way it feels. Uh, let's see, Oregon State, Washington State this weekend, Washington State giving two and a half in Pullman on Saturday. This has a chance to No one's going to watch it because
2: what time is this game at? Six o'clock. Oh, people may watch it. Um, you want a good football game that's got a chance to kind of go off the rails. This, this is, this is a leader in the clubhouse right here. Washington State's really good at home. Oregon State's just really good. It's the Ward kid, right? Cam Ward? Yeah. And Oregon State
1: will, this is contrasting style. Yes. Sign me, sign like this me up for
2: this one a little bit. Yeah. Okay.
1: Arkansas LSU, six o'clock in mm. Baton Rouge. It opened at 12 and a half. It's gone to 17.
2: If Arkansas can't figure out offensive line play, and just hear me out here it's one loss, and BYU had some talent. BYU had more talent at receiver than probably I think most people thought they had. But BYU won that game at the line of scrimmage. They did. And because if you're Arkansas and you look back at it, you're like, okay, well, did we turn it over a lot? No, not really. I mean, Jefferson had one bad one bad throw, but other than that, he played a pretty good game. And you're like, well, they didn't have Rocket Sanders. No, they ran the ball pretty effectively. They got beat at the line of scrimmage in pass protection. They got beat in the line of scrimmage, at the line of scrimmage and in the inability to get to Slovis. But the big thing for them was the offensive line play was very undisciplined. Sam Pittman is an offensive line coach. If his identity which is, hey, we're going to be more physical than you. We're going to be really good up front. If that's not the case, and look, they got a run of games coming up. They got LSU, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, Alabama here, I think in the next five five weeks. Five weeks, yeah. None of those feel like wins right now. That would put them at two and five. And again, this is putting a lot on a BYU loss that could have easily gone the other way. Because they had to play midfield, fourth, and inches, that if they get it, they win the game. Okay. They also
1: had a lead and blew it, and it just didn't feel right at all. Yeah. Twice a
2: lead and blew it. No, it felt weird. And if that's the case, at two and five, he's in trouble. He's in trouble. They, They underachieved last year. They went seven and six, they won the Liberty Bowl, but they lost a bunch of games that. Those people look at and go, those are games. If we're going to be worth a shit, you can't. They lost to Liberty last year. Mm -hmm. And now you lose to BYU. It's not the losses to Alabama and LSU and Ole Miss that get you fired. It's the losses to Liberty. Yeah. It's the losses to BYU. Those get you fired. Yeah. You beat the team you're supposed to beat. And they've got a thing there, not to spend more time on it, but they've got a thing there where there's some people that would normally give to NIL who just aren't in on him. Interesting. And he's got a big basketball thing going on, he's too. he got a big basketball thing because there's NIL people are big on Musselman. Yeah. You can think he's weird. You can think he's whatever. That's but they whatever. Play. But he's really good with public. Mm-hmm. He's really good on campus. He's really good with donors. And he's recruited like mad there. And yeah. he's made them a very good program, and they'll give to that. And then, hey, there, you've got baseball, too, that is meaningful to people. Mm, I don't know. It's an interesting spot. I wouldn't want to be Sam Pittman in the next three. I'm like, he's going to walk away with a ton of money and go to his lake and hot springs and be perfectly fine. But if he wants to keep coaching, I, I don't think he can roll a four and eight and survive it. Yeah. And they got to go to Florida still. Missouri. Yeah. Get Missouri at home. Mississippi state. It's just not, a Hey, their, their remaining non-league game is FIU, which at least has a pulse. Oh for sure. Yeah. Mike's doing a really good job down there. Mm-hmm. So this thing could go off the, Again, we're putting a lot one on one game. But if you're looking for hey, cuz every year somebody who we didn't think going into the season was going to get fired gets fired. He he right now is the leader in the clubhouse because it would have been Drinkwitz, but Drinkwitz got a huge win. Huge win Saturday. He did. Big crowd, he delivered. That was a game that was an embarrassing loss for them last year at Kansas State. And no matter what you think of them, he, he stuck with this quarterback. His quarterback played through an injury, was gritty. They made the stops when they had to make them. The kid makes the big kick to bail out what would have been a disastrous coaching thing. Hopefully, Eli Drinkwich took the kicker out for dinner because he should have. But they won. And it's a scoreboard business. Yeah, And it shows you those two games to me. I was having this conversation with somebody else yesterday. Those two games could were so narrow, right? You know, Arkansas converts fourth in an inch, and they win the game. They do. They, they go on and they'll, they'll win the game because time and everything else they would have won. He misses that kick.
1: And Drake is the dog. It's
2: a 61 yarder. He misses a 61 yarder. We're not blaming Mevis for missing a 61 yarder. We're like, what
1: were you doing?
2: Yeah. And it would have been legit. And it would have been the kind of thing that if their season spiraled, that would have been the beginning of the end. Instead, it's a W. Yeah. Thought all
1: that matters. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Serves people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Forge Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's anyspark.com 662-238-3159. Phone service, portal controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender, and much more. So call the office for details. Get the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159.
2: Are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? Either way, Andy Ludicky can help you. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy. Put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. Or contact Andy at Andy at net or call him at 404 973 9901. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68 acre, 32 stall upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails, a lot offered at Southern Traditions. Horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons to advanced and much more. So get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Would you like some peace of mind knowing that your roof is taken care of? Whether you need an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered, home or business. As a GAF master elite contractor, they can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured Riverland Services Mississippi and its surrounding states. So text or call Riverland today at 662-644-4297. Are you ready for the ultimate college experience? Welcome to College Town Oxford, your new home away from home. They know you want the best. That's exactly what they offer. No more long commutes or missing out on campus events at Ole Miss. College Town Oxford is next door to the Ole Miss campus. They offer spacious two, three, four, and five bedroom cottages, each with individual leases, because they believe in flexibility and simplicity. Their incredible amenities will make you feel like you're living in a resort. Whether it's a weekend binge watching session or hosting the best game day parties, you'll do it in comfort and style. Cheering on your rebels with your friends, the community is designed to give you the perfect blend of comfort and experience. So uh, grab your friends, pick out your favorite floor plan, and reserve it today at College Town, Oxford. Again, uh, text their VIP list. Today to be the first to know when the leasing for fall of 2024 is open. It's 662-300-3733.
1: Let Heavenly Sunshine handle your holiday lights this Christmas. While they're beautiful, they can be a lot of work, so Heavenly Sunshine can take care of the hassle and do the work for you. With their full-service installation plan, they'll install, take down, and store the lights. They use commercial-grade LEDs that are 100% customizable to your home or business. Let them take care of the lights while you take care of the gifts. Book your free estimate by the month of September, then book. Use code MPW10, 10% off if you do uh, the uh, month of September there with uh, Heavenly Sunshine. They've been serving the Mid South for four decades. Full service commercial and residential property maintenance, power washing, softwash, roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. That's HeavenlySunshine.com. 662 342 1203. Colorado State coming off that game. They uh, have Middle Tennessee this weekend. Oh, it is a, uh, a it's a. Be a little emotional letdown. Down. Yeah. yeah. Not gonna be up quite the same way on that one. Nope. big, uh, big game for our buddy Will. Southern Miss at Arkansas State on Saturday. I think I can win. Yeah. Didn't play well at all against Tulane, got dominated at the line of scrimmage on Saturday.
2: No offense to speak of.
1: No, 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 nothing. Just which couldn't is gonna get anything be make it's
2: gonna make it tough in the Sunbelt because there's some good defensive teams in that
1: league. That's a step up to so USA to Sunbelt, what you gotta what you gotta do over there. Yeah. Um so the Arkansas State, five and a half, Southern Miss the favorite on Saturday in Jonesboro, Texas after waking up but my god they look terrible against wyoming in a sleepy game after alabama they uh they won 31 to 10 i think was the final but they are a 14 and a half point favorites over a horrific baylor team uh in waco this weekend texas and baylor for the last time
2: yeah they'll get baylor's best shot but i'm not sure there's much to that
1: and you could not a lot of pop in that gun i don't think you knew
2: that wyoming (laughs) after that alabama game was going to be a
1: Sarkeesian couldn't get their attention on that one all week. He yeah, probably yeah. didn't
2: try. Yeah, just he probably looked at the film and went, "We'll be okay. It's gonna now, be." Now, sometime
1: in the third quarter, I went, "Guys, can we wake up for a minute? Can we?" Probably
2: got what he wanted though, right? Because you get to t- you do the speech about, "Hey, if you want to be a champion, you got to be a champion every day," and blah 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 blah, and you get their attention. So they'll probably go smoke Baylor.
1: They woke back up and went, "Okay." I mean, yeah,
2: but they weren't going to get jacked up for Wyoming after <laughs> winning in Tuscaloosa. That wasn't going to happen. <laughs>
1: You lay in forty one and a half with Georgia against UAB on Saturday. That's oh, Such a big number. I'm so tired of these Georgia lines. We get, we got to get away from this. I'm 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 sick of it.
2: I mean, I'll probably lay them because UAB's bad. Are they? But Georgia offensively is just this pedestrian thing. Now defensively, they're they're tough. So we'll get to South Carolina in a minute. They're one of the, the South Carolina Mississippi State game. Believe it or not, is one of the most interesting games to me. 'Cause South Carolina's right now going, hey, I know we're one and two, but we've lost to two really good teams. So chill a minute. Six point favorites
1: in Columbia against the Bulldogs.
2: Am I crazy to think they've got a chance to blow out State?
1: I'm laying them. I state can't score. I think LSU's really good. Sure. But I watched I watched just about that whole game. Five turnovers against Arizona to win in overtime. I know.
2: I watched the whole game just about against LSU. I missed a series here and there.
1: I mean, I quit once it was gone. But I kept
2: watching. I wanted to see, what do you do? Okay. Because it's September. You find out what you are when you're getting blown out a little bit, right? If you just roll over, there's a chance the locker room ain't great. They rolled
1: over. Because LSU got sleepy after a while. Yeah, I'm laying the six. Columbia is not an easy place to play at night. We'll have a good crowd. I
2: agree with Chet here, by the way. What's that?
1: Georgia's deal,
2: it might not be about talent. They got a bunch of talent on offense. It's it's an outdated, predictable offense, his words. I agree.
1: It's not talent. They have talent. Yeah, sure. Look at their recruiting classes. Yeah. The kid from Germantown getting hurt didn't change their entire offense. Well, and look, a lot of
2: people recruited Carson Beck. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, they have. If Carson
2: range. Beck jumped in the portal today, he He'd would have. have he would have thirty phone calls within the first five minutes.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Ohio State Notre Dame six thirty. Grind, ask a question up higher. Which game would you pick? Non SEC. It's this one. This game is really interesting to me. Yeah, I think Notre Dame gives them a game on Saturday. Well, Notre Dame's got the best quarterback in the game. Ohio State minus three in South Bend. Oh, yeah. It's a good game, that's a Saturday. Good, that's a good game. That's a good game. Iowa-Penn State. It's got a chance to be a good game. 14 and a half is the line here. Well, here's the
2: thing. I think Penn State wins, but I think I think it's a chance that this is pretty close because Penn State offensively is a little sluggish, and Iowa defensively is not sluggish.
1: Our boy is what nine points over the number right now after three yeah, games.
2: Put him up. Put him up a number last week.
1: He's at eighty four. I think that's right. Now the problem is there are not a lot of Western Michigan's left on the schedule.
2: No, but he did what he had to do against Western Michigan.
1: Not up. This this one's interesting because it could get it
2: could get fourth quarter interesting in in Happy Valley.
1: North Carolina only a seven point favorite at Pitt on Saturday. I don't get it. Just read the number. James Madison's a good team. I like them mm-hmm. laying five and a half at Utah State on Saturday.
2: Yeah, I'm mad at myself because I had it on my sheet. Did you? Look, like I can prove it to you. There it is. See it? Oh, yeah. And you backed away? I backed away from it. It was the last game. I, I had James Madison plus two and a half at Troy and didn't go with it. I should have. Okay. Good. It was a good game.
1: SC at Arizona State, 34 and a half on that one. Cal at Washington. Michael Penix in Washington, 21 point favorites over the Bears. Oh, they could cover that easy. On Saturday. They can score. And then when you need a late game and you're not tired yet, you want something, New Mexico State, Hawaii, kicking off at 11 p.m. on the Saturday The wildest night.
2: horses couldn't drag me in front of a TV at that hour.
1: Close game, two and a half's line. Warriors giving two and a half to New Mexico State.
2: How stressed are you about 8-15 next week?
1: Bad. On a scale I, I told- of 1 to 10,
2: what's your stress level? Mine's like 9 right now.
1: Yeah, because people make fun of me, but I'm just—it's completely the opposite of how I'm geared. It would be like telling all you guys to wake up at four thirty in the morning and immediately jump on a show and be sharp and be ready to go. I, I'm the same way. I was telling people last night. I was—I ba- mean, I was admittedly bad on the postgame show on Saturday night, and I went—I was exhausted. I was mm-hmm. just tired. I started it was, it was using different words, and it was past your bedtime. I was having a hard time focusing. Yeah, I'm glad my technical issues with Jeffrey came with Jeffrey. When it wasn't an hour later, because I'd have been more, more frazzled and trying to figure it out. Yeah, trouble um, with the ecam part. I so I guess I knew this from always doing it with you. When you use that ecam link, it won't allow you to use a different microphone than speaker. You can only choose one output. Oh, so Brian's audio or Jeffrey's audio went to my AirPods. For me hearing, I'm sorry, it went to my microphone to hear him instead of my headphones. Oh, okay. So I couldn't hear him. Oh, okay. But it's because the settings got moved with that link. They won't let you pick two different outputs because when I do it normally, I use the microphone to speak into and then I use the AirPods to hear through and it wouldn't let me do that. So I, fi- I figured it out with Brian and was fine. But I mean,
2: we're both, we're both such early morning people yeah. that the whole preparing one day for the 815 is it's, it's almost impossible. I, I don't, my body isn't going to allow myself to take a nap. I don't even Sunday. I didn't go to bed till almost two in the morning and I was up before seven because
1: yeah, somebody was like, well, you just, you just sleep later the day before. And I was like, no, you don't. I so can't. suddenly, right. Yeah. That's you know, not how it works.
2: And you, we both get up early and go, yeah. you get up and do work. Yeah, I do. I get up and I'm out the door before 6am running. Uh huh. So literally, our bodies are used to okay. Get up; it's time to go, and we're going to be productive now.
1: So a post game show starting at eleven forty five. Brutal. Yeah, it's a little bit of a Brutal. concern.
2: Yeah, I'm am um, I'm, I'm worried about it. So we'll see today. Even um, even focusing to write something compelling.
1: Assuming they don't do the six day window, um, we'll find what's out. What's your
2: What's there. your guess?
1: A five is my guess. Okay, I I think five is my guess. I won't be if I've got a chance that the best SEC game is open. Again, they could get two thirty, but you're if I'm ESPN, I'm six day windowing. I do too. Because I need to know the Alabama because I get if they look, if they beat Bama 230, two thirty almost LSU, we're done.
2: It's a no brainer. But and if I, not, I go and and, and and look if if I if Auburn were to beat A and M, well maybe I want Auburn, Georgia now. But if Auburn were to get smoked by A and M grant just hypothetically, do I want Auburn coming off of a 17-point loss to Texas A&M going up against Georgia. where the lines 20-something points? Right. I don't want that at 230.
1: No. I need a weekend of games.
2: I think if I'm them and you tell me you must do it today, I take LSU Ole Miss at 230.
1: In the worst-case scenario, I've got 3-1, and 3-1, and one, and we'll play it out.
2: Yeah, because I, I could convince myself, okay, LSU's going to beat, beat Arkansas handedly. And Ole Miss isn't going to get blown out. And I got a decent chance, probably a coin toss chance of Ole Miss winning.
1: And getting the game I And need. I get the game. Yeah.
2: On the other hand, and the, the other one was which Kentucky, and, no, and I'm not stop. doing that. Yeah, I mean, it's just not
1: compelling enough. No. I'll take Lane, I'll take LSU and the uniforms and the whole deal, and we'll play it out. Yeah, because I, I don't
2: I want A&M-Arkansas because isn't that one of the options? Yeah, because yeah. I got a chance, that Ar- a real chance that Arkansas is too lost coming off a blowout in Baton Rouge. I don't want them
1: at and it's also a neutral site. They don't love doing that on the CBS game <clears throat> other than Florida and, uh, and, yeah. and Georgia. Well, and that's
2: a contractual deal. But, yeah. Yeah. So that's the league going. We don't want that game at night in Jacksonville
1: because that's what that is. Correct. Yes. It has to be early in the day. That's not CBS. No. So. So what we got this yeah. week, Texas A&M means- and
2: Arkansas will not be 815. No. That's the problem is that there's not a lot to put at 815. That scares the hell out of me. And if I'm Ole Miss, I don't want it. If I'm Ole Miss, I either want two thirty or five. Yeah,
1: five's good. Five's great. Yeah, five's good. Yeah,
2: we're doing a post game show at nine o'clock. Yeah, that's okay. But for us, I mean, the midnight starting a post game show is just it's borderline stupid.
1: Yeah. So we'll tackle it when we get it to it. But again, assuming no six day window, you will find that out today. But for that, Ole Miss and Alabama two thirty Saturday on CBS for uh, for sure. Lane Kiffin speaking today at noon um, again, so uh, check rebelgrove.com. In the meantime, more podcasts coming your way, and we'll be back with you again tomorrow.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies.